Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 92.9thegame.92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 92.9thegame. 92.9thegame.com on this Sunday morning. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. You want me to do that again? No, we're fine. You sure? I got you. We can tighten that up a little nah, bit. Nah, we got you. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll edit all that stuff out, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning to you beautiful folks over there in the North Druid Hills area. Okay. Or just Druid Hills. Druid period. Hills, Druid Hills. Very, and like very Lansing and East Lansing. <laughs> I don't know. But it's nice if you go in that area. Yeah. All the, all the development that's going on over there, you wouldn't recognize. Yeah. Oh, we get, and, and we will talk talk about that Um Kind of connected to our Halloween's and and, 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 and shout out to Druid Hills High School. They they are uh, they're not eligible for playoffs this year, but they finished was it eight and one nine and one. They had a great great season. Uh-huh. Uh, they played a non region schedule, which is, uh, teams can do, but a uh, great great success for them this year. So congrats to them. Can we take a second? I won't even use it for insignificant information. And what we did last week when we left here that we used to do regularly, and and maybe even post it up on. Your side or our page, I'll throw it out there. But Sam and I used to do something when we first started working together, pre-pandemic. Every Sunday or every other Sunday, we would have this game we would play. We'd get in the elevator to leave, and we'd stop down because we had to stop on the eighth floor. You know, it's actually timesheets back then <laughs> drop off. Yeah. And we'd stop by and say hello to the icon. But we would try to guess what suit he was wearing, color suit. Because he's always sharp. I mean, phew. and you go back with him more than I do. I mean, I just know him from working up here. You used to listen to him. I used to listen to him, man. Yep, yep, yep. So it's always a treat. And we saw him last week. Larry Tinsley. For the first time in a while. Larry Tinsley, you know, like a lot of us, we were doing the show remotely during the pandemic. And then everybody kind of trickled back. And then, like most businesses, a lot of folks just stayed working at home. Yeah. And, and Larry's earned the right, if he wanted to, to stay at home and do his show. Folks wanted him. They they pulled him out of his house. No, Larry, we want you to come out and come back to our church and MC this and MC that. And your show used to have this, but it doesn't. So Larry Tinsley was back in the building, and we saw him for the first time last week in a bow tie. Yeah. But still just as clean as he oh, always man, is. Always. And we took a picture, so maybe oh. we can throw that up there. But shout out to the icon, the radio icon who's on right now. Yeah, he is. But, um, Listen, that was really special seeing him last week. Always great to see him. Always great to see him. Um, we're running down some stuff. Let's start with the college stuff first. I'm going to try to get some high school stuff, too, here in this segment. Uh, we know that Georgia won yesterday 30-21. We know that Tech won uh, 45-17 over Virginia. What we had not talked about yet was Georgia State. 
Georgia State had the number 23-ranked team undefeated James Madison at Center Park Stadium yesterday. In the first half, it kind of went good, and then in the second half, it just kind of went sideways, and it seems like nothing worked uh, for the Panthers. And 42-17, the final score, James Madison is, is rolls on 9-0, and and uh, Coach Sean Elliott was was really, really uh, expressive and pretty livid uh, at, the end, at the end of this game. You'd have thought when the doggone showed up to the party today, the doggone fight this uh, this team. But, man, we fought for a little bit. We didn't fight for four quarters. We didn't – it was uh, – I can't put my finger on it. That's Coach – I mean, he was just really, really – I didn't thank Maria Martin for that. Maria was at the game. I didn't get a chance to say hello to her because I'm busy doing sideline running around down there. But but she was there and she's posted that and just uh, just the best of Coach Elliott from after the game. We got some more. Give give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more that that, that uh, number eleven. Uh, but it was a poor execution by me as a head football coach. It was poor execution by our entire staff. It's poor execution by our players. Poor execution by our entire football program. Had an opportunity to go out there and defeat these guys. Felt like we had the team to do it, but we did not have the team to do it today. So that was Coach Elliott. Thoughts about that. Next week, uh, Appalachian State. This is going to be an interesting week at practice with Georgia State. They start the season out. They look like they were the really, really, really good team. And now you've had a couple of losses that maybe make you think, well, maybe. And that's the thing. you still got three more games to play. they really got to do some stuff to right the ship this week. Georgia Southern, uh, after they beat Georgia State last week, they fall at last night. Texas State beats them 45-24 final score. Uh, Kennesaw State played Sam Houston State. Sam Houston gets them 24-21. Kennesaw State 2-6. and six. I think they have one more game. They're playing a nine-game schedule this year, non-conference schedule. Mercer. 38, Citadel 16, Mercer 7 and 3, Delta State 47, the alma mater 13. We're 6 and 3, Wolves. Oh, we still got Valdosta State. We still got to play them folks from downstate. Valdosta State got the win. They beat Western Alabama 20 to 14 the final. Morehouse against Clark Atlanta. Somebody's O had to go. Because both teams were, were O, and, and Morehouse gets the win 35 to 21. To <laughs> and uh-huh. that was, uh, uh, yeah. Eric, Eric was at it. Eric was it ain't one and nine. Hey, you know. We got the trophy, though. We got the, the AUC trophy, baby. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Coach said, you got to get me out. You got to run me out of town because I ain't leaving. And, and, and he, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so Warhouse does get the win. Uh, down in um, in Columbus, Fountain City Classic, Albany State thirteen, Fort Valley seventeen. Uh, Doctor Maria Borenton is just just beside herself. She's just all excited. Albany State. Gets Saw her this past week. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's been down in Columbus at this event this week. I'll, I'll play it for her too. I'll <laughs> play it for her too. <laughs> she is. She is having a wonderful time down in Columbus. Uh, Lanes went over Savannah State twenty seven twenty one in overtime. Barry fifty three six over Birmingham Southern. Barry is eight and one, and Faulkner twenty four. Uh, point twenty one had some state championships in high school uh, sports. A couple, of, uh, a couple of sports played their championships this weekend. Volleyball, your seven A champ is North Cobb. Um, let me see what's the next level because I, I was going through a few of them. Gosh, I just had that one. Your your six A. I wonder who your six A champion was. Let's stop it right here. That Alpharetta. Alpharetta was the winner. For that one, they won the championship over Pope. Okay, but for that class, I'm going to 
I was just going to try to run down a bunch of them, but they changed up on me. When <laughs> I, it, Don't you hate that? Yeah, man. I, I was I, being I, quiet over here. I wasn't saying nothing. They were going one way, and I hit them another way, and something else pops up there. Yeah, I'm just these computers, to run, run I won't them. get one until they work the bugs out of them. Oh. <laughs> so the championships for volleyball. And also with cross-country championships as well this weekend. I think Maris won both boys and girls. Um, Harrison won the boys 7A. Um, Marietta won the girls 7A. And you 2As, it was Providence Christian. Uh, to a uh, uh, to a boys to a girls uh, was Athens Academy three uh, A boys of Coney, Coney County three A girls was Wesleyan the four A boys Westminster the four A girls Pace Academy um, and the six A well, was Maris in both of those so congratulations to the champions in cross country and all um, and of course this week we start the high school football playoffs and um, there will be games on Friday and Saturday. And once again, Greg, it's because of officiating. And as we've been told, not all officials are certified for playoffs. So, you know, you're going to play more half your games on Friday night. You're going to play half of them on Saturday night. I mean, just uh, you don't have enough people so you can play them all on Friday. So be sure and check at your school if your school did make the playoffs to find out who's going to be playing when. Well, you know, I'm going to make a comment on this one. And Okay. Like you said, in the playoffs, and especially with after what we saw last year in that state championship game, they want to make sure that the the best and most qualified officials are on the field. So even if they have to, one of the reasons that they'll break these games into Friday, Saturday, especially for round one, as the teams get eliminated, it won't be an issue because you'd rather have a crew have to work both days to make sure you have the best officials on the field than to send out a crew on a Friday night and they're overwhelmed because of the game that they're doing. And I'll, I'll say something from, and I'm, I'm going to give this official, I actually, you know, got in their ears, hey, hey you know, you're going to be okay. There was official at my game Friday. I was at um, uh, what, Villarica and yep. Chapel Hill. Right. Big emotions. And you could tell that they were a young official, and the moment was a little too big for them. They were very unsure on their calls, yeah, and unfortunately, we're on the sideline now. Each what a lot of people don't realize when the the line judge and the back judge on one side, and the head linesman and the side judge on the other side, they switch at the half, okay, so that the same coaches aren't in your ear the entire time, okay. So I'm on the visitor side, and the line judge of that half was really getting the business from the sideline that I was on. And they earned it because they were very unsure about some of their calls. They were missing some things that were obvious. And it just takes experience. Yeah. It takes time. When you come from, and I was telling them, I remember I had, we had an official on before, and I said, remember, their first couple of years, they're going to get middle school and JV. They're not just going to throw you out there in the big boys to begin. They want you to progress. And even, on the, even though you would think this official, we're, we're in the 10th game of the regular season. They've seen some things, but still, as you're a rookie, I don't care if you're a rookie athlete or rookie official, it takes time. The game slows down. You know what you recognize, and you learn how to focus on what your primary assignments are. And I talk to the officials like, look, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Just keep out here. Keep going. Review your film. Get your evaluation. Get your evaluation and really use your evaluation to improve yourself, and then we'll see you come next year. And then eventually I'll see you out there. And you know the officials get championship rings too when they get to that championship game. Really? Oh, yeah. The officials get rings. I didn't know that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, you know, got to keep that official inspired. Absolutely. How do they get – I mean, that's it, fine. It's just funny when you say it out loud again. The officials get rings 
on that level. Yes. But if you coach a gold medal Olympic team, you don't get a medal. Okay. You, I'm just, I just, it just, that just popped into my head. There's been a lot of Olympic talk here lately. Okay. Things going on. Sam and I talked about just as we were prepping for this morning, talking about some of these football players that want to make themselves available for flag football when it comes to the Olympics. And we just started thinking about that. I guess that's tough. You but would think, you, you know, you would think whenever you make it to that level, whether you're an official or a player or whatever, that's an accomplishment. That says you are the best of the best in what you do because they don't want someone out there judging these young athletes or amateur athletes, Olympic athletes, who don't know what they're looking for and what they're doing. You're the best of what you are. So you should get recognized for that. Yeah. I mean, you don't get a medal, but I'm sure you get something if you coach a team that ends up winning the Olympics, I'm sure. You don't get – no, you don't get – you get the acknowledgement that – Tommy Lasorda got – Right, right, right. You get the acknowledgement. That's it. Yeah, well, you get paid. Whatever he's getting paid for going over there. Yeah, he can do that for free. Let me no, ask I'm you a question. I'm pretty sure. He I've never even thought about that. Yeah. Do the coaches? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, they can do that for free because all the time, time everything's paid for. You, yeah. you as a coach. Okay, so that's in lieu of getting, you know, if you do medal. If you're talking about amateur status, which that ain't, that does that really exist? Well, we know that's right. the case, but right. I'm talking about you just said something that I never considered before. But do, we know about Olympic the Bella coaches? Carolis and all of them that do the yeah. gymnasts, yeah. but that's before they actually get to the Olympics. They prep them. You're saying the coaches that are there at the Olympics, they get a check as those particular I would, teams? I would or so. I mean, don't hold me to that, but I, I, would, think, I would think so. We're going to find that out. Yeah. I, did, I never thought about it before. I know they don't get medals, but I didn't know they got paid. And I would feel you got to get something if you don't get a medal, at least pay. Well, you get your expenses least, paid for. At least pay them. You get everything. You get the trip to the, you know, to go to these exotic places. Yep. Like Lake Placid, New York, where they were up there. But all the places around the world. Paris is right around the corner. Anyway, got me thinking about that. we got to switch gears and talk some racing next. Yeah. Championship Sunday. I'm sure you got some questions for them. I got some, some questions for them. We haven't talked to Adam in a while. From FS1, Adam Alexander will be joining us next it is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom And take us with you in the Odyssey app. I only wanted to get your attention. Hey, you right? me somehow. Oh. Besides, you had too many boyfriends to mention. And I played my guitar too loud. Here we go. Here we go. How do you like me now? Hey, Sports Radio 929 The Game. 929 The Game. On this Sunday morning, give a little little ring up, Derek, because this is his walk on music. Yeah, it is. He got, we only got a few. I don't know what other radio music. shows he comes on, but he can walk on music. He can in walk on music with us. He's straightening his tie right now, looking last looks. He's looking in the mirror. And he walks out. Want to welcome Adam Alexander from FS1. Good morning, buddy. How are you? How you doing, man? Would you be embarrassed for me if I told you I was dancing right now? Would that be uncomfortable? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Well, not you at know, all. we would understand. It's Marty McFly Day. <laughs> did you know that? Oh, is that right? Did you know? I did not know this that. Was, it's November 5th, and this is the day that Marty McFly went back to 1955. There you go. And it was on this day. <laughs> you know you're getting some insignificant information when you come here. But that doesn't mean we're going to have That's DeLorean. Right. We were going to race with DeLorean next year. We were going to give him one. Okay. Yeah, we thought we'd give <laughs> How'd you like that for a Christmas present? There you go. Adam. I, I will say it's one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future. Wow. It is. You know, he got me see when he and, and we brought up the DeLorean. I wonder what it'd be like. Have you ever seen a DeLorean on a racetrack? He'd been at a lot of events. 
I would yeah. imagine there's been a lot of cars on the track. There's probably a car show or something. I'm sure one's been around the Have track, you ever but... driven one? That's the question. Oh, gosh. I've never driven one, but I will tell you this, and I think he still has it because uh, he has quite the car collection. But Joey Logano, who a year ago today or at this time, Championship Sunday, mm-hmm. was crowned the champion in 2022, he had a DeLorean in his fleet. Now, whether or not he still has it, I'm not sure, but at one time he did. So there you go. Yeah, make a tie to NASCAR. He's always bringing something to the show, he man. He brings well, it all. Bet. He brings it all. He ain't hanging around this dude for nothing. <laughs> That's why we have him. All right, championship Sunday. I don't know if this is the four you saw when the season began. I know a couple of them I figure would be there. One of them is Kyle Larson. Uh, but his teammate, William Byron, is on the pole for this race this week. Thoughts about just this week and what they got to do differently. Starting with practice, uh, they got an extended practice this week, right? Yes, totally different than what we've experienced throughout the playoffs and really throughout the year. They do it a couple of times. If you go to a new venue, they always begin uh, the second half of the season when NBC takes over. They give them an extended practice, and that's more just to help out the media partners and get a little more time. And then we do, obviously, extended practice at the beginning of the year at Daytona uh, with all those festivities, and that's just a, a whole different animal. But, but yes, extended practice, and, and that's something that they've, become accustomed to having for this championship weekend i think it's a good thing but it does change your routine and the process with which you do business on a race weekend so teams got practice and it does give you an opportunity to learn maybe experiment with some things but with simulation uh, and and as much as these teams are used to setting up cars without practice uh, probably you do some dry runs. You certainly probably did a mock qualifying run to prep your car for qualifying yesterday. Of course, we know the results of qualifying now. And uh, the hay is in the barn, as they say. It is It is time to go out and do the deal and race and see who wins this championship in 2023. As we sit here and talk about Championship Sunday with uh, Adam Alexander, FS1, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Put a uh, stamp on this regular season. What's a couple top stories for you? Well, the, the regular season was, was quite interesting. And I think the one thing going in was how would Kyle Busch perform in his new ride at Richard Childress Racing. And I think they checked a lot of boxes this year, uh, winning three races, making the playoffs. Didn't advance as far as he would have liked. But quite honestly, the three wins was, was probably an overachievement based on what our expectations were going into the year and where RCR was. So that was going into the season something we would monitor, and I, I think it um, you know, bared out some positive notes as we went throughout the campaign. The other side of that is Tyler Reddick basically getting out of his deal at RCR a year early, goes to drive for 23-11, and the continued growth with that operation under Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's leadership to put both of their drivers in the playoffs, both Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick advance out of the first round. Reddick goes farther than he's ever gone into the round of eight. I would say another two-car team that caught my eye is RFK. Kowski didn't win, but Chris Buescher, his teammate, won three times at the end of the regular season, into the playoffs. And, and then you look at the top end, William Byron having a career year, uh, winning six races. He's in the championship for the youngest driver ever to make it uh, into the championship race, driving that same 24 car. It'd be so unbelievable if he could finish the deal uh, today. Kyle Larson, an, another great season. And across the board, what Hendrick Motorsports has done is pretty impressive. Spending time on the wait for a dot com outline this morning with Adam Alexander. And he is social. 
You can find him on the Twitter, the X, or whatever you call it in the last 24 hours at Adam Numero One Ale- Alexander. Adam Numero One Alexander. You mentioned Hendrick Racing, but you didn't mention our home folk. Um, uh, uh, my, my goodness, Chase Elliott and just a, a dismal uh, season for him. How did they get that, you know, corrected and turned around and, and um, come out to a better start when you get back to Daytona? Well, you talk about stories from the regular season, and this is one we certainly couldn't have anticipated, Chase Elliott going winless and missing the playoffs. And, of course, a a lot of that is a product of the races he missed with the leg injury, snowboarding, and and all of that. So you you have to put an asterisk on this year altogether for NASCAR's most popular driver. I said, though, when they officially had missed the playoffs, they didn't win at Daytona. We knew they were in – a must-win situation. I said 2024 starts with them at Darlington in the playoffs because they're not running for the championship. They need to go out and find a way to be productive in the postseason this year to lay the foundation, kind of rekindle the magic uh, once we go into 2024. And, and they haven't done that. And, and I think realistically when you have your two teammates as deep as they are in the playoffs and Kyle Larson and William Byron, it's hard to get that attention and do the things that they probably needed to do within the organization. I anticipate he does bounce back, but, but this is one of those turning point years that you wonder what kind of an impact it will have on chase mentally and, and what it will, will do to impact where he fits in to the organization because of the success that William Byron and, and Kyle Larson have had this year, not suggesting that he's lost his place in line, but there's no doubt he's got two teammates that are championship capable based on what we've seen this year, and they will go into next year with high expectations. And so the focus will, will obviously not be exclusively on Chase Elliott. So a lot of questions to answer there, and I think Chase uh, will be very happy when today ends. He can get to the offseason reset and know uh, that we're all back to square one when we get to Daytona in February. I'm glad you talked about Chase Elliott because I wanted to get that behind you before I asked you this. Well, not so much a question, but both you and Sam. I want to read this because, Adam, I don't know that I'm putting you behind the eight ball, and I don't want to do that. But a comment from you on this um, would be welcome because I had never known or heard of any kind of beef going on between the various series, meaning the truck series versus Infinity Series versus the Cup Series and how they feel about each other or opinions about how they go about their business. But this past week... It was written, and the word embarrassed was used when talking about what happened out there at the Phoenix Raceway with the truck series. This restart zone was at least drawn out 50 feet in the wrong place to the point where NASCAR, you know, if you just yes or no me, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. So for the audience, and again, I, I don't want you to do the deep dive into this, and I'll, I'll just a little quick overview. NASCAR had to repaint this back to the 2020. 2022 location. So the the truck series that's going to run on Friday night out at Phoenix has this painted laid out in the wrong place. No definitive reason as to why it happened. The truck series was notified. The race was then uh, NASCAR stepped in and they repainted this whole area. Anyway, it was a quagmire. It was something that shouldn't have happened. And it, it kept one of the drivers, Corey Han, from costing him a champ at the championship if I'm correct. But then Danny Hamlin chimed in and started talking about this. And he says, this is what happens when there's no rules, no officiating. Danny Hamlin said on special on uh, social media, you get a product like this. The show is taken over 
U.S. motorsports and why it's hard to take seriously. Again, there just seems to be some sort of class thing here. I don't know. Fill me in on what we're missing here. Is there an overview? Is this an ongoing problem? The truck series versus what happened in Phoenix this past weekend. Well, so so it's all one body NASCAR, and there was a mistake made on where that restart zone was, and they had adjusted that based on where it was. You know, Friday night they caught the air throughout the truck race. They've adjusted that now and and made it where it needs to be and where it was, where it was originally tended for yesterday's Xfinity race, last night's Xfinity race, and what we'll see today in the Cup finale. So that was one piece of the puzzle there. What Denny is referring to, and, and you know, the Corey Himes situation, it, it's really two separate deals. The, the restart zone did, did play a role in the outcome of that race on Friday night. But where some of the comments, and, and I didn't read exactly the context of, of Denny and what he was referencing, but I have to assume that his reference to embarrassment was, you know, the racing the other night was very aggressive. And Carson Hosevar, who's one of the championship contenders, he got into Corey Heim, who was another one of the championship four drivers. It was an aggressive move. He admitted wrong. So basically... Corey Heim is going to have a tough time winning the championship. Carson Hosevar is going to have a tough time winning the championship. It looks like Grant Enfinger is going to win it. Corey Heim decides, I'm not going to win it. I'm going to take out Carson Hosevar. I'm going to pay him back. When he does, it brings out the caution that takes the ball out of Grant Enfinger's hands, and it changed the complexity of things. And I think everyone was just so frustrated that you had championship-level drivers that were repaying one another that in turn impacted the outcome of the championship race. Yeah. And, and so that's where I think we heard some of the words embarrassment and, and we need to officiate differently and, and some of those things. So that's, that's, that's the best I can do to clean that up and, and connect the dots. All I, right. He was right. a guy to ask. I, knew I know. The guy. I know it. Uh, well, two things before, before we let you get, let you get out of here. Um, Kevin Harvick uh, today. Yep. Uh, thoughts on him? Uh, we're, we're doing a special with Kevin. Tell you the conversations I've had with Kevin. He's ready. He's ready to be done. He's ready to move on to the next chapter of his life. Amazing career. 23 years. We all go back to 2001 when we tragically lost Dale Earnhardt. He takes over, wins in his third start. He's a champion. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It'll be tough to see him walk away today. I'm sure it'll be emotional. Uh, but it's been fun to watch Kevin transform over the years into the man he is and the great father that he is, and we look forward to having him with us at, at, at Fox. But uh, the end of a tremendous run today at Phoenix for Kevin Harvick, no doubt. Once they drop the green flag, once Kyle Larson, if Kyle Larson gets to the point, anybody reeling him in, he, he's the best finisher right now, I think, of anybody out there. He's the favorite, I think, because of the championship experience, winning it at this track two years ago. He led 200 laps at Phoenix in the spring, so he's good at this track. I, I probably would have given Ryan Blaney a lot more credit going into today and given him a much better chance to win the championship if they hadn't qualified 15th. I think that's really going to make it difficult for him. William Byron's on the pole, which is huge. Uh, but if I had to bet right now, I'd put my money on Kyle Larson winning it today. Yeah. What you got coming up for us today? We got race day, noon Eastern, 90 minutes. We'll hear from all four championship drivers. We'll get a word with Jeff Gordon, who, of course, has been in this position before and now is one of the leaders at Hendrick Motorsports. They've got, obviously, a 50% chance of winning it today. And we'll also do an interview with Kevin Harvick as he preps for his final start in NASCAR's Cup Series.
Yeah. I would like to see if we can give, give uh, Adam a question that he will then, in turn, ask the drivers or something kind of connected <laughs> with it. Like today was the day that George Foreman, I'm sure he, Adam remembers this, the day that George Foreman came back and beat Michael Moore and won the heavyweight championship. That happened on this day, on this 1994. Day. Adam remembers where he was. Hey, instead of me asking my question, I'm going to say, Kevin, let's go to the mailbag. Greg from Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia wants to know. Well, no, the que- so the, oh, then the, oh que- the question is this. That's the fact. The question is, have you owned a George Foreman grill? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sponsorship opportunity. There you go. Adam, as always, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for putting up with my nonsense and, and coming on and, and, and clarifying that's uh, bringing clarity to that story. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Adam. You got it. Have a great one, guys. Appreciate it. Adam Alexander from FS1. There's some movement going on in the film industry. Jobs are right around the corner for you. We're going to talk about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's true. I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. We hope you guys are having a pretty good day. I got leftover. Stuff from uh, from Adam I wanted to get to. We were going to actually play that for Adam. Can't, you know, Hot Rod Lincoln. Commander Cody, the Lost Planet Airman. Yeah, but he got his own walk. He got his own walk on music. And, and, and you could tell how much he enjoyed it. He came on and said, man, I was dancing. He was. I was actually dancing before you guys. I'm just thinking his shoulders popping up and down. And you know it's just, I, mean? I don't know about that. That's good. That's some stuff we didn't get to ask him about. Because I really want to ask him about the schedule next year. I you know, but, but we, ask him, but go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, just the schedule with NASCAR is coming up in the Atlanta race. Uh, they're shifting the dates for our Atlanta race this mm-hmm. year. I think we're going to come in February, re- really right after Daytona. They're going to leave Daytona and come here rather than go out west and run some races, which means it's going to be maybe a little chilly out there. But I mean, but it could and, also be warm. And, and that's that, that February. <laughs> well, maybe possible. Oh no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean. And here's the thing: the, the challenge is the, the drivers are still getting used to this race surface. Right. And the things that have been reconfigured at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And so we've had it under, you know, kind of warm conditions. We had in really hot conditions. We've now had we have this a little cool conditions. That's going to be a little different, right? So, I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. It all that affects your setup. It affects your tire. It affects everything with your car. So it's going to be a little different kind of challenge with the, with the track. That the, you know, so that's, that's the thing we look forward to. How much does two days of racing prior to that, despite the weather, affect the heat of the track? How does the conditions – that, you know, if it's 20 degrees difference between when last year's race was to when it happens a week after Daytona, which would mean it's going to be in February. But you're going to have a couple of days of racing on that track before then. Well, you have, you have practice on Friday and you'll have yeah. the so, truck series, and uh, Infinity Series on, um, on Saturday uh, beforehand. So you will have some, but, you know. I just wonder how much that affects the track, too, as we talk about track conditions. I just things well, like it, well, it, 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 if you practice, if it affects the way you set up your car, if you set it up one way Friday and it then it rains or something, well, that's true, yeah. and it's okay. a totally different, it's a totally like a green track on, on you know, so you're out there guessing, you know, you know what it was on Friday when you practice, but when you race on Sunday, it could be something totally different. Uh, we had a little fun with Adam at the end of that too, and and brought up the um, fact that today was the day that George Foreman came back and won the heavy, heavyweight championship, beat Michael Moore. 1994, you said you were watching that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, by extension, the question was, and, and nobody here, unless Eric, you jump on, uh, jump on here and say you do, I don't know two people that have a George Foreman grill. But those same people have probably bought three or four for, 
for Christmas presents. Do you have a George Foreman grill, Eric? I have one up in the pantry way up on the top shelf that hasn't been used in years, but, yeah, I own one. Okay, you own one. Now, how many have you, have you bought them for family, friends over the years? Don't think so. I think I have. I gave one, I think, once, but I've never had one myself. Yeah, I don't have one either. Yeah. What you got against the George Foreman grill? No, no, I'm oh, saying it gets all the grease and it drips into the, the pan. You're yeah. missing the point. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's this it's, one, it's one of those things now. that we all love. We give them more than we – like if I was in college, if I'm you know at eight, in my 20s right now, I'm bringing stuff I got when I was in college, I probably got one. I'm just saying. And I could use one now. Yeah, I, I just use, don't I have could, one. I could use one now, too. It's now here's your, and it comes in a lot of different. You got yeah, one, that, you has got all pla- kinds you got one that has a platform that it sits on yeah. and all kinds of – Now, you both it? probably know this. Here's my insignificant information. Who was the celebrity that passed on the George Foreman grill? Oh, I talked about that earlier. Oh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. yeah we talked. Yeah. Every time the commercial comes on, right. I think of poor Hulk Hogan. Poor Hulk Hogan. But not really. What did he pass on it for? Pardon? What did he pass on it for? He didn't pass on it. He didn't get the call. Well – the story I read is that he he had the choice between this and another item. And he went with another item. He's told this story. He wasn't home for the call. Okay. And a decision had to be made by the callers. Of what celebrity? Uh, no, no, just who. You know, yeah, they had their own list. It right. wasn't anything that was publicized. But that's the story I heard. Hulk was traveling, doing something, and these guys had to come up with a decision and a, perp, uh, a, a person. And when Hulk wasn't around, he went to George Foreman. Who, I read that he you, he passed on the Foreman grill to do a blender. Really? I never, never heard, heard that. that. Never I, heard that I, I never, maybe it was, was a gonna, consolation I, I was prize. Say, <laughs> I was going to say cheap T-shirts. Remember, he always come up with everything he does. He ripped that shirt up? Yeah. Oh, man. He, he made millions from those shirts, though. Don't feel <laughs> No, he made millions from a situation that he unfortunately had to deal with, and he got himself, as reported, eight, nine digits, so we ain't got to have a telethon for Hulk. Oh, no. No, no. But Not the, at all. Not the at grill all. thing was just something to just stick with. Thunder, thunder lips. <laughs> Sam and Greg. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Started off the show talking, obviously, college football. We'll get back to that. NFL and Falcons, they're getting ready for Minnesota today. But we're going to get out of here at 9 o'clock. And once again, the NFL knows how to find money better than anybody else. They are got, you know, Miami and uh, Kansas City in Germany. You can hear that game if you can't yeah. get in front of a TV right. on WAOK. Yes. Pre-game at 9, kick yeah. at 9.30. We got Falcons, Minnesota, pre-game at 11. Kick at 1 o'clock. Of course, that follows the Wade Ford Tailgate Show, which follows us. That starts at 9 o'clock. And then tonight, the game that never took place last year because of Mar Hamlin, that whole situation, they're going to play it tonight. Yep. Buffalo at Cincinnati, if you can't get in front of a TV, 7.30 pregame, 8.15 kick. And it'll be interesting to see him back there. It's not he's, I don't think he's active for the game. Yeah. Uh, but, he would, but he would be there. And, uh, you know, I think he's only played one game this season. You know, he come back, but he vowed to come back and get a chance to play, and the team's mm-hmm. done it. You know how I feel about it. Like I, he got a whole another mission. He got another calling on his life. Well, the folks you know who didn't I mean? hear that the first time, you should say that again. Well, he has another calling on his life. When you, to me, he is still the story of the year. News, sports, weather, whatever. To me, he's still the story of the sports of this story year. or just story. Story. Period. To okay. me, Demar Hamlin is the story of the year still, and it happened early, early in this year. I was going to say that's that's. And a lot of stuff has happened since then, but we ain't seen a living miracle. A guy that we thought was gone, mm-hmm. you know, I, we, we we haven't seen that. We only saw that earlier this year. To me, he is the story of the year. I ain't trying to think to, to top it. I mean, that's a good one. And, and again, when you think about all the things, you, I guess it, how it affects you. you. You tell me what, it's just, it's just the fact yeah. that it happened and everybody was, was watching. It was something that everybody didn't get to see. But you know, people were, were watching, and people got to got to see this, and people saw how the media handled it, and how the 
cameras stayed way, 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 way back. And, you know, the, the, the way they handled the whole thing, not to assume a whole lot, because you didn't know. No. But you knew by the way the players were reacting and the way things, the movement of people, on that it was not good. And you knew that. And the expectation, we expected to hear something that was not good with him in the end. And, and the man walks out of the hospital. So, I mean, that's right. – and back out into the field. To me, he's the story of the year. Sammy Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I was trying to see the actual particulars you were asking me about having to do with the Jurassic World exhibit going on out there at Pullman. Pullman Yard, and it is. I tried to y'all going out there to this thing. Say, find Katie and tell her Greg over at ninety two. Sam and Greg, but Greg Clarkson specifically said hello. I was trying to reach her to have her come on and join us to talk about what's going on out there at Pullman. This is one of those places in Atlanta, one of these uh, facilities that's affected by the strike. You 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 would have no idea the amount of movies and TV shows that have been shot out there at Pullman Yard. So they've obviously had to pivot with the strike going on. they got other events going on out there, plenty of stuff. But there is a Jurassic World, um, I won't say exhibit, but an event going on. I don't just say event going on out a- there. Anybody can go to it? Yeah. Okay. It's open to the public. It, it, was, it was there a while, for a while beforehand. So anyway, just go to Pullman, Pullman Yard. Go to Pullman.com. Check it out. But it is the Jurassic um, World. I want to make sure I don't say park. Okay. Jurassic World okay. exhibit. Going on out there uh, right now. Um, so I mentioned this a little while ago, and normally this is where we do a casting call, but obviously the strike continues for SAG after. The writers, well, they're back to work. And because of that, they are writing. And there are productions that, because of the writer, there's scripts that have been completed in some cases, which means show X, movie, Y knows what they need to do when production starts. And when a project is greenlit, man, the first folks, they're called the Marines that are out there, are locations people. Okay. Locations people have been working. I say that because I got an update on a friend of the show who you have met before. It's Mila Rain. Okay. Mila runs one of the uh, locations department. Mila, by the way. She's like the first person they call, right? Well, she, yeah, she's one the head of the, of the department. Locations are, are the first ones. We're going we're gonna to do the Sam Crenshaw story, and we got to send them some folks out to Birmingham. Then we got to send some folks up to North Carolina. Then we got to send some folks to Atlanta to scout out these locations where Sam spent time. Did I get those right? Yeah, yeah that was pretty yeah. good, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, <laughs> okay. See, so those were that's where I would send some folks. Okay, and we, maybe we send a crew to Athens. Okay, okay, for the 2004 Olympics. You okay. covered. You See that? Ready? Then we'll send some to 1994. You on the sofa watching George Foreman, <laughs> 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 right? But anyway, um, but I do want to say this. Congratulations. Jamila and her family. Um, she adds to it tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Adds to it. Yeah. She adds to it tomorrow. Tomorrow. I, I have got so many thoughts about how, you know, or when when this became a thing where people would just like decide the day they're gonna have the kid. Yeah. And and now I realize there's medical concerns right. at times, so right. I'm not talking this is not one of those. Mm-hmm. But for whatever the reason. She is having her little girl tomorrow. Tomorrow. November 6th will be her birthday. She got a, she got a brother who's like two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her I'd give her a little shot. Now, she gave yeah. me the name. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. She gave me the name. I said, you mind if I put it out there? She goes, no. She goes, Isabella. Oh, beautiful. How cool. Isabella. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Now. Not Rosalini. 
Isabella. <laughs> so anyway, the folks um, in locations, they are starting to work. My point is that there are scripts that are nearly complete, if not completed, and the productions are doing everything they can up to the point of obviously hiring talent, having rehearsals, all that other stuff that goes along with, with putting something together. And we had last week... January Curry came on from Destination Casting because there are projects that are getting waivers that can shoot. You've heard about this. Well, she has a project that they are shooting right now. It's untitled. It's a movie. I can tell you that. And they have needs. So what Sam and I have been doing for eight years, we're going to continue. And that is to let you know about where you can find some jobs in the industry. Like I said, there's a project that got there's, there's a few of them. Um, and this is why I keep saying go back and look at the casting directors that I have on the list on Get Cast with Greg and just go to their social media pages. They could be doing a national commercial. They need people. Yep. And, dude, I've been still getting people calling me up that are getting their insurance. <sighs> and I'm the one that's on there. I told you this, right? Maureen. Oh. oh, I've been getting calls from people like that work here. I got a couple calls from some people I worked with when this joint was Dave FM. Okay. I heard from Maurice at the barbershop. No! I wow, heard really? from Shelby. Shout out to Shelby's over on Beaufort. They, you know, this is the time of year where you get your new insurance. You know, right. you re-up your insurance, right? right? So when you get your little packet or whatever you get from, let's say, Blue Cross Blue Shield or one of their other companies that fall under the Everlance umbrella, um, I'm the person who's walking you through it. So when you get your insurance oh, packet, they say, oh, you have to watch this video to find right. out all the benefits. Right. And I did one, and I had forgot all about it. And the, the one, yeah. the, the, commer- the commercial's playing as well. What commercial? Your commercial. What? I ain't yeah. seen no commercial. Yes, sir. Your commercial for, is it AdWins or is Blue, is the, is the insurance? Well, well I'm it, holding up, wait, yeah. wait, which one? It's the insurance. I'm holding a cup of coffee? Um, I got a picture of it. Um, Josh. From overnight, took the picture and sent it out to all of us. <laughs> I'll, I'll send Whoa. it to you right now. I guess he Whoa. didn't send it to you. I know because it was all in, no, and and I thought the stuff was all on just the internet. No, no, it was on just the other night. I got it. I'll send it to you right now. Oh my! Ooh, I didn't know it was on. Uh, okay, well, anyway, I apologize if you don't like me, and then I turn oh. up showing you how to walk through your insurance. Oh my! But yeah, so that that's what's going on. But my bigger point is this: that there are productions being shot. Case in point. And you could be a part of them. They're going to need some people. Okay. So, again, get cast with Greg. Um, I had the list of the casting directors there. And you just go to their social media pages. But January Curry is Destination Casting. And I know for sure she is doing a movie. And they have all met. Last, last week it was she was reaching out to the Asian community, uh, men and women, 18 and over. But she also needed a lot of big dudes. They need a lot of men. Remember, it's just like right. bouncer types, right. football player types. All ethnicities, 18 and over, if you are a large man, you want to check out Destination Casting, and um, there could be some money there for you. So anyway, again, Greg, uh, let me, I haven't thrown this out in a while, greg.clarksonodyssey.com, if you've got any questions about what's happening right now. This is something that Tracy asks me all the time. Other people ask me, hey, have you got an update on the strike? No, and I will not get one. <laughs> it's one of those binary things. It will either be on or it continues to be, you know, off. Okay. So when the decision is made, it will be made. We will find out. I'm sure there are a few people who feel like negotiations are closer than they were a week or so ago. I'm not getting them updates. And nor would I put that out there to give you false hope if that were the case. Okay. So it, it's still going on. Eric Goins is still out there. He promises to come back on the show when he's not at the negotiating table, but he is out in L.A. right now. 
You had something you want to talk about this past week. As Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 Game, 929Game.com. Can we do it top of the hour? Because we got a break right to. now. Okay, sure. All right, because something you did last week that had kind of tied into this. Yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 Game, 929Game.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.